he or she is exposed to the depths of human suffering unlike any other profession. And so it's, it's like without the grace of God, probably every pastor would have been depressed, would have quit, would have given up, would have committed suicide. Um, and so, you know, I, I believe it is the, the healing power of God that has kept 99.999% of us from uh, clinical severe depression. In the wake of Jared Wilson's death, it's more important than ever to be aware of mental illness and spiritual attacks, particularly on pastors. In response, Gary Wilkerson discusses the unique nature of depression for church leaders. He also opens up about how people in the church can help their pastors. How can believers respond when God doesn't immediately offer a miraculous cure for depression? What should a church leader do when they find themselves really struggling with suicidal thoughts? Today, Gary offers advice and comfort to those wrestling with these issues. If you're a church leader in need of refreshment, you may want to consider attending our church leadership conference in Jacksonville, Florida this October. Head over to itstimetobelieve.org to learn more. Now here's our host, Bob Dittmer. Well, welcome to another uh, Gary Wilkerson podcast, a special podcast today. We're doing it from Gary's home, and mm. we're going to do a follow-up of a previous podcast where mm. we talked about uh, depression, suicide as a general topic, but more specifically, pastors and suicide. And and it got a lot of reaction from our, our viewers and our listeners, and many of them wrote in. In fact, it was one of the topics that got the most response on mm. our social media sites. Some people asking questions, some people making comments about what you said, what we talked about. So we kind of want to go through a few of those and, and have you answer them, answer the questions and respond to some of the comments that were made since it got such a, a great reaction from mm-hmm. our viewers and, and listeners. Ivan asks, God, or actually makes the statement, God can heal the mind and bring peace. I don't know, we, we talked uh, in the first podcast about those who are have a physiological problem that you probably do need to seek some medical help. Let's take those who are more spiritually depressed and emotionally depressed. God can heal them, though, yep. can't he? Yes, absolutely. And and the reason, and <laughs> this sounds terrible, but I think the reason that not all pastors, being what they've gone through, have committed suicide, I don't mean to be glib about that, but you know, I mean, they're in some deep stuff and some painful stuff. They're, when it's not the accusations and stuff I was talking about, the, the role of pastor is unlike any other vocation in the world because you know the paramedic is there during the accident while the pastor walks alongside them too the funeral home director takes care of the death of the family member the doctor takes care of the cancer patient the teacher educates the one with the learning disability the pastor is there for all that he's hearing all the family suffering he's hearing all the divorces he's hearing you know and so he he or she is exposed to the depths of human suffering unlike any other profession and so it's it's like without the grace of god probably every pastor Hmm. would have been depressed would have quit would have given up would have committed suicide um and so you know i i believe it is the the healing power of god that has kept 99.999 percent of us from uh clinical severe depression um maybe more have given up and change careers when they really didn't need to, but just couldn't receive that kind of love from God that they need to. But it, it, it certainly, yes, absolutely God can heal. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's, it's not even a question that needs to be discussed. I've seen him heal. I've mm-hmm. prayed for people and seen them heal. I, I met a man in Europe who um, 
had been at one of our meetings the year before, and next year he came back and said, I, I came here, uh, I was going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And, but the conference changed my life, mm-hmm. and so that, that's the miracle he's t- is talking about. On the other hand, <clears throat> um, God can kill, he can heal cancer, um, and yet people die of cancer. Mm-hmm. He can save marriages and rest- restore, reconcile marriages, mm-hmm. but a lot of marriages end up in divorce, even if the wife has been praying for 10 years to mm-hmm. reconcile the marriage. <clears throat> and so uh, if you can answer that, you've got, besides the Bible, the best-selling book ever written and the, and the most important sermon ever preached, why are some people healed and some people are not? <clears throat> um, and I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I don't know, and somebody might can enlighten me on that. And um, and and you know, just as long as your answer is not some sort of tin can, you know, uh, pl- platitude of you know. Or, there are plenty or, of those around. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but a real deep, meaningful sense of this would be important. But yes, God can heal. But the reality is, He He either doesn't, or there's a bigger purpose that we don't know, or we're not receiving it mm-hmm. the right way. Whatever it is, it doesn't always happen. And when it doesn't happen. Um, it causes pain. It causes hard, hardship, and and it causes sometimes to do that. But it's it's something that I talk about a lot in in I think we might talk about this in one of our podcasts before. Uh, how I have taken great uh, joy and delight in uh, redefining certain phrases that we we throw out. So abundant life means I got a big house and a nice car, and my family's always happy, and I never have cancer, and I never get in a car wreck, and uh, uh, you know, 4.0 student, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that, you know, so if you define abundant life that way, then you don't have abundant life because you're not going to get that. And even Jesus didn't have it. But if you define abundant life as being you can go, you can press through those painful circumstances and still be joyful and still be content and still have life inside of you, that is abundant life. Mm-hmm. The opposite of abundance, the word is, is scarcity. And so, um, and, and scarcity tends to get people to be like um, uh, fearful. Uh, and so the opposite of abundant life is a fearful life. What if the circumstances don't work out well? Where abundant life is, I don't care if there were, you know, I care, but that's not my highest priority of making sure all my circumstances, God, you better make sure all my circumstances of life are storm-free, problem-free. And if not, you're not a good God and you're not keeping your promises. That's a false view of abundant life. The true view of abundant life is in the midst of this, there's no scarcity. I have abundance of peace. I have abundance of joy. Even I have, scarcity is the opposite of generosity. I, 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 I can give to other people even. And that's when you see, I think the, the deepest people you see, the deepest spirit, real spiritual people are not those who can quote scripture a lot. The real deepest people are who, they, and you've seen this before, right? They've mm-hmm. been through such pain. There's, the stories are like, you endured that and yet you're more concerned about me. You're other-centered. You're your life is a life. You have a grace about you, a generosity about you. Those are the people I love being around. That they have endured, you know, not the person that um, sort of I've heard it said before. You know, there's a person who 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 shouts the coordinates down from the mountaintop. You know, remember that? Like I'm up here, and here's how I got here, and you can come up here too if you follow my 10-step program and pay $49 for my 12, you know, point thing and buy my book. Here's how. Here's my. Here's I'm shouting my coordinates from the mountaintop, whereas the people we tend to learn from. Are, are those who are on the edge, the precipice of of the the abyss, yeah. and they're right on the edge, and, they, and but they're not jumping. They're not. They're they're like, they're, they they've looked into that and, they, and they've survived. And not only survived, but now they're thriving, and they're and they're and they're giving something away that is not. Look at me, how great I am on the mountaintop, 
but but let me share in your suffering and and I know how to walk alongside of you and I know how to speak into your life there's there's a depth about them and that to me is abundant life and so <clears throat> so that may be why maybe why some are healed and some are not because the, the, the abundant life is not everybody being healed. The abundant life is not everybody having the perfect marriage. And the abundant life is not everybody being rich. Mm. The abundant life is when you don't have that and you're still generous mm. and you're still God-fearing and you're still loving, yeah. then, then you have, you have a, a deeper, you've exchanged life. You, 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 you gave up the corrupt American um, materialistic mentality of uh, I want to achieve more and be successful and famous and rich and sexy and I want all, this is all, I want all these things and I want to be that and and you give that up you tear that down and you're, you're willing to replace it with a, I'm content I have joy I have life I have abundance I have peace I have uh, grace I have forgiveness I have kindness and um, no matter the circumstances yeah no matter the circumstances and in our culture today wouldn't you say hands down it's like this one. Success, fame, fortune, oh, yeah. no question. huge following, um, that's what we should aspire to. And God will help you get there. Yeah. Uh, follow God. He's the best way to get to the mountaintop. Yeah. Whereas, um, and, and that's why, and even if people achieve that, that's why they're, they're still unhappy. Yeah. And, and it's never enough. Like, okay, I got to this mountaintop. I got to get to that one because that's not making me happy. I yeah. still feel like a failure. I still feel like I'm not enough. Whereas this person here is... is, is uh, I, th I think that's what Jesus meant when he said, die to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, He didn't mean die to love or die to uh, grace or die to uh, godly ambition that wants to extend love to a hurting world. He didn't mean die to that. He meant die to the self-built construct of our life that uh, is, is based on a world system and exchange it. And, and that's, that, that's the thing. You know, you'll never get rid of the old until you see some, a better alternative. And and for most of us, we don't see, okay, um, gosh, this is hard to say, but uh, I was reading something the other day, and it said, um, would you rather be a good father or a great success at, you know, in, the, in your field of labor? Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest, I, I, I tend towards the great success. Um, we think if we're a great success, we'll be a good father. We'll get that. We'll take care of that on the yeah, back end. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but that. But I don't know if that's what they were meaning. I think they were meaning if you could be only one or the uh, other. Uh, and and I know the the I know what I'm supposed to say. And the good moral <laughs> Christian that I am would say, "Oh, be a good father." Uh, but when I look back in my history, my life, I think I have proven the opposite. Uh, that that the career and and the calling and and the um, the so-called work for God. I think the thing that. I struggle most when I look back at my relationship with my own father was that at, for large portions, large chunks, he chose not God over us. I wouldn't mind that because you got to do that, yeah. but chose the vocational career of ministry, yeah. uh, even though it's ministry. And, and the problem with that is when you're a child, you can't accuse that. You know, if your dad is out there and he's running some corporation. You go like, that, that corporation's more important than me? No way, Dad. you got to give me your attention. Yeah. If it's ministry, you feel guilty if you come against that. It's once again, it's a good thing that we have taken in the wrong direction. Now, there's nothing wrong with being successful in your career and wanting to be, you're really good at what you do. And these guys here are uh, amazing, right? 
But if you had to choose between a good father and a, and being great at your career, you got to choose being a good father because yeah. that's that's you know during that season of your kid's life, that's your greatest vocation. Yeah. And your kids know it. If it's not, you can tell them that, and you can try to. I remember times my dad would take me uh, for a bike ride when he come home from work, and I think well, you know what a great bonding time. And his mind would be like, he's somewhere else. Yeah, he's somewhere else. Yeah. And so that you know that that hurts as well. And yeah. so. You know um, <clears throat> this idea of what you value. You know, mm-hmm. you got to value um, life, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why I said exchanging this is success syndrome of the American dream, exchanging that for these really much more meaningful things. But most people can't be convinced that these this is this uh, compassion is more meaningful than success mm-hmm. or uh, grace, whether it be extended towards others or towards yourself, is a, a much more meaningful way to live your life than being affluent. Or popular, mm-hmm. uh, but we live in a culture that constantly the whole. If you watch TV, everything you hear on the TV is, "You're not enough. Buy my product, and you'll be enough." Mm-hmm. That is the American mm-hmm. uh, corporate ladder, success ladder, fame ladder. Yeah. That that totally goes against the whole gospel. Is being that stuff is it's okay, mm-hmm. and you know you need some of it in your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to have a little bit of applause and yeah. a pat on the back, but. But what you really want is is grace and compassion and mercy and kindness. Uh, but those things are not, you know, occasionally you'll hear a, a sermon series at church on them and stuff like that. Um, but more, would you agree with this? More likely to hear about how to have a good marriage, how to... Yeah. Choose your right career. How to financially be sound and secure. We want to be. Uh, we want to be a success in everything we do, and even the churches want to be a success. As you've mentioned, if it, if the numbers aren't there, mm-hmm. then you're you're a failure. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, we especially see it now in the era of mega churches and the rest that's going on. That's just mm-hmm. what everybody's after. It's yeah. just a different version of it, right? And the, and those mega churches, gosh, some and 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 I'll put myself in that category too. I was in the mm-hmm. deception of. I'm not good enough, but when my church gets to be 2,000, that's the number that makes yeah. you a, a mega church. And so we were right on the edge of getting to be almost a 2,000-member church. I, can, I remember thinking, like, I can't wait. And yeah. just, if we can get a couple more hundred people in the church, then I'll be a pastor of a mega church, and then, yeah. I'll be, then I can go to the meetings and say, yeah, I'm a pastor of a mega church. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you know, mega church, is that, uh, you know, that, I'm not into all that, you know, yeah. and, and I'm lying. I actually yeah. was and probably yeah. still am to some degree. Yeah. Um, and so you, 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 you're not only, like, ministering to try to, fill your own needs, but you're attracting people who are just like you. Yeah. I'm coming to church because you're, you're, you're a guy who can speak to the, to the issue of what do you do to get your needs met? Mm. Uh, and I'm not talking about the need to love and to have mm-hmm. grace. That, that's, that's, that's an appropriate mm-hmm. spiritual hunger. One's a spiritual hunger and the other's a, a carnal mm-hmm. hunger. And the carnal hunger is, Pastor, would you teach me how to become more successful? And um, now how do I pray? Uh, uh, like I'm in this house, but I want that house. Can you teach me how to pray? Give me the Jabez prayer. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I heard somebody say if uh, one of the first things that uh, God will say, say to the author of Prayer of Jabez is like, "Where'd you get all that?" <laughs> That's, that was a lot for just that one little sentence. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Alfred brings up a point with this. Then he, he asked the question of these pastors: Can't he resign? And I guess the underlying question there is, should he resign? Should a pastor going through depression that is so severe that he's considering mm-hmm. this, should he step out? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think I think if you, 
I, th I think you need to get diagnosed uh, medically, like if you're in clinical depression, um, and then and and if you are, if it's not, if you're not medically in a place where you're given sort of the green light, like you know, okay, you're safe, you're you know, mm. you're, you're you're dealing with depression, but you're dealing with um, suicidal thoughts, but you're managing it and you're getting the right kind of soul care internally yourself and externally through community and through counsel. And so you're, you're safe. But if you're fresh into it and you're not, you haven't been going through the process of understanding what you have, why you have it, mm -hmm. some, maybe some strategies, how to live in the midst of it. And then maybe even Lord willing that, as we talked about earlier, the healing part of it and how to come out of it. Um, during that process, if you're, doing all that we talked about like you're getting those critical emails and you're self-critical and that and next sunday sermon's going to be um I mean, can you imagine being uh, self-critical and and depressed and you get up and you preach and you've just poured your gut out to people and you leave and you just feel miserable and then you get an email like you know what's wrong yeah. with you yeah. um, i think you are setting yourself up for greater mm -hmm. soul damage to stay in the ministry at that point mm -hmm. and but I think, again, a lot of people do it because they don't know what else to do, and they don't know if they have the finances to be able to do that. I wish there was a ministry. Maybe there's one out there, and they could send in some information about mm -hmm. it, about how a pastor could be um, provided for for a season while they take a sabbatical. And again, most churches are, I think, under 200 people in yeah. America, yeah. and so they can't afford to pay a, a year salary while yeah. a pastor's maybe on a sabbatical getting yeah. the care that they need. Yeah. Um, but but I, I would recommend, if possible, and this is, this is maybe me on the mountaintop sending my coordinates down mm. how to get there but uh, you know even if you had to you know work at 7-eleven or something mm. like that and not, not putting that job down that's a that's a it's a, a good work that somebody's yeah. doing yeah. Uh, but if, if you had to do something different and maybe it didn't pay as much and um uh, but less demanding mm. and give you time for the soul care for the community that you need to build mm. um and, and you know going into um going into counseling mm -hmm. i think that'd be good i think i think uh like because my kids have struggled with addictions before, I've been to a group called uh, what's it called Al-Anon, Al mm -hmm. um, and it's for the family members of those who have addictions. Mm -hmm. And I love being there. Um, and I know people say like, "Oh, you shouldn't go there because it's it's not Christian." Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's not anti-Christian either. But uh, I go there because it's anonymous, and so no one no one knows I'm a pastor or a Christian or a leader. Um, so, so I go there, and then and, and, and anonymity. Mm -hmm. um, it's so cool because it's like oh, I, I don't. I can say what I want without a filter. Mm -hmm. and I can be who I am. Isn't that sad that a lot of pastors can't? You can't yeah. do that in a yeah. small men's ministry. Yeah. Men in the group can, and the pastor can hear that. Go like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're hurting. Or it's like, oh, your wife is. So, so I say all that to say, you know, if 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 a pastor is listening to this and you're you're dealing with some issues in addiction or pain or um, an internal suffering that is beyond your capacity to move beyond and it's getting to be depression and maybe suicidal thoughts is is getting counsel and um and 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 get a group like that um something outside your own church mm -hmm. and um you know a, a, a therapy group for people that are suffering with depression mm -hmm. and uh, and go in anonymously and and talk and you'll be able to say things that that you'll, you'll, you, you walk, I walk away from those meetings just feeling like, whew, and I felt really good mm -hmm. to say what I had to say, but also felt good to hear what other people, mm -hmm. like their stories are, 
like, okay, I'm not in this alone. So yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not. And you're not trying to hide anything anymore either, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And yeah, and we need, I think we need to say that to pastors who are depressed and maybe even thinking of suicide is you're not alone. You're, mm-hmm. you're not one in a billion. You know, you're, mm-hmm. there's other men and women out there like you uh, because because of the pain you've been through and because mm-hmm. of the hardship and because you're dealing, you're doing so good dealing with people who are hurting all around you mm-hmm. and you're so compassionate. It, it's just, it's, it's just causing you mm-hmm. uh, to hurt in ways that maybe have become unmanageable to you. And mm-hmm. uh, again, that's where you put your own oxygen mask on. Yeah. And, and Before you help the person next to you, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so a lot of these pastors conferences we do, We'll give, as I said earlier, remember talking about the altar call? Mm-hmm. Okay, respond. So, so if we're talking about a particular issue, a lot of pastors come to the front, and you, the expectation would be, I'm coming for you, hey, pray for me. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of dealing with that issue. You know, maybe, maybe I'm say I'm a preacher on anger, for instance. You might have a pastor come forward, it's like, yeah, I've been kind of dealing with anger. I'm angry at my congregation, or maybe maybe a little bit angry at God. Um, you know, pray for me. Oftentimes it's not like that. It's like the guy falls on his face, Mm. And weeps and sobs, and you're looking at them like, man, what did I say? It's just mm. like, it's it, it's just it, it's so much mm-hmm. uh, aloneness, so much loneliness, so much having not dealt with issues that it comes like it doesn't come out like a tear; it comes out as a gushes, a, out. gushes yeah. out of a, a cry of anguish. And so it says to me, it's like, okay, there's some stuff that you know, instead of <clears throat> instead of going to the revival. This is the long haul over a. No. Uh, this is a, the long journey over a long period of time of, of healing and growing and and processing. And so, yeah, there's there's there's. Uh, I would recommend you you find some books about um, healing of the soul, of caring for your soul, of of things that feed you. Um, that um, <clears throat> uh, there comes a time I think you have to put down the leadership books. They're as good as they are, and the how-to books and the church growth books, and and just feed your own soul. Mm. Yeah, uh, Gary. Why don't we finish up with this one? It came from uh, Pastor Roy Kerr, who I guess you know. Mm-hmm. She, if it's the same one, yeah, they uh, from Ireland. Yeah. Who's, uh, used to head up uh, Teen Challenge in Ireland. Okay, good well, friend of mine. If that's if, if that's, that's who you, this Roy, is. <laughs> and here's what he asked. He says, Gary, uh, what's being done to support these pastors? Mm. Well, the little bit we can do, and it's and it is. It feels very little. Um, and I, and I and I guard my heart to not be that kind of person that bleeds all over the world and feels like I have to fix every problem. So so my little bit is yeah. it's it's my bread and loaves. Yeah. And so I think that's the best anybody can do is just say, uh, you know, I can't care for the souls of all these men and women, but I can I can sure try to do that. So we do at these pastors conferences that I was talking yeah. about. Um, <clears throat> there there are. Um, one of the other questions that we didn't go into that I, I noticed you mentioned before that we didn't talk about is is like the fivefold gifts of yeah. ministry and, yeah. and so that's that that's a way you can intentionally help yourself by having other people uh, even if you're in a small church you don't have to be a one-man show yeah. you can ask for help and uh, there was a church in uh, Kenya we were at last month or two months ago and it's a church of maybe 10,000 people and they only have one staff member the pastor <laughs> everybody else is a volunteer and the places run uh better than any organization I've ever seen here in America. Powerful, and because the people just know their calling and their giftedness. So you can Mm -hmm. have a church, even if you have uh, not a lot of money, uh, by by willingly giving up some of the power and control. Mm -hmm. And some people are harming themselves because they are, are under such a need to control everything. You've seen that for right pastors yeah. who like, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, they say my the Catholic church. One, my was dad was it? one of those. He just did it all himself. Um, yeah. and, and he was in radio ministry, right? Uh, and and, radio, and he was a pastor. And oh, he's a pastor. He did okay. them both. So oh, he, okay. he was in 
pastor, then was in radio, went back to the pastorate, just did everything himself, and it was it took its toll on him. And what did you think of that when you watched him do that? Uh, you know, fortunately, I wasn't a young child when he when he did okay. this. He did it after I was uh, okay. an adult. Uh, but it was uh, I could see it from afar and see how it would tear him up. Yeah. See how he would uh, take everything so personally, and right. because he dealt with everything, and yeah. uh, any criticism came his way, he he lived and died it every day. It was just hard to watch. He just needed more people around him, but he was mm-hmm. not willing to ask. Up in that generation, you don't ask for help. If yeah, they want to help, they can. But I'll do it. They yeah. don't do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 just it it hurts us to do that. And it hurts the people that were meant to be doing that position that we're feeling that God had called them to do. Yeah, exactly. So, so if they have if they have a particular gift and you're feeling like I'm the only person who can do that, yeah. um, you know, if you have the, if they have the gift of service, but you feel like you have to go out and, and be at every hospital visit yourself, and yeah. that doesn't necessarily answer the question directly, you know, because that's that's that pastor's job to mm-hmm. gather around them the, the kind of people with the fivefold or the right. or the, all the gifts of the body, not just five. Right. <laughs> Um, but you know, we could maybe recommend that more if, mm-hmm. if we see a pastor hurting. That's one way we could reach out and help, just by saying, like, you know, if you're in that church, maybe be a little bit more uh, not selfishly like looking for a position, like I should be the Sunday school yeah. teacher or head of the men's ministry. Um, that's corruption as well. Yeah. Uh, but but offering like I'm here to help, and 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 maybe being honest with your pastor, like. Can, can we talk about this? It seems like you're doing a lot of stuff. Is it, how are you feeling about that? And just see, see if you can help it a little bit. And that, yeah. That's the way people in the church could help. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but then, um, you know, there are, uh, there are ministries that are out there for, uh, specifically designed for pastors uh, to get help. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we could put, I can do a little bit of research and get a couple names. I have, I have one um, that I actually want to be on this podcast, a really close friend of mine, Pastor Doug Wellborn. And uh, he's, involved in a ministry that exists and there's several i don't know there's several you know at least a handful of their their leadership that go all over the country mm-hmm. um when i was going through a hard time he actually flew here yeah. without me asking and yeah. just spent three days with me yeah. and i don't know if he can do that for everybody that's <laughs> listening to this podcast yeah. who needs help but uh, that ministry can help so we'll put his name and uh, some of the contacts for that ministry in, in the in the notes we'll do that yeah okay yeah great well, I would hope those listening would uh, that aren't pastors would realize, would get from, from this program that uh, you could probably do a lot yourself. Uh, as you pointed out, if you see a need in the church, mm-hmm. I know it's harder with mega churches. It's harder to find a place and find things to do, but perhaps look for ways that you might help relieve the pastor from some of the burden he's under and just understand that he has issues just as you do mm-hmm. and that uh, he needs help as well. So be compassionate, show him some grace. Yeah. and. Uh, Help out wherever you can. Well, Gary, thank you for the answers yeah. on these. Uh, I kind of like this. Hopefully, we'll get some more mm. questions on topics yeah. here with the listeners are thinking and the viewers. And a reminder to those listening and watching, if there's uh, something that you've wondered about, have a question about, or something that we've touched on and you have questions about, send them in. The issues of depression and suicide are complex. If you or someone you love is wrestling with either one of these problems, please reach out for professional help. Know that you're not alone, and there are many who would love to help you and pray with you. Also, pray for your pastor. Many of those who lead our churches are under intense spiritual attack every day. Your prayers can make an incredible difference in their lives. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wigington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.